0: Hello everybody and welcome to Vagoon brought to you by Komoot. I'm happy today, I'm happy because first of all you will not get there on a road bike and second because it's sunny outside and uh, even if it's minus seven I think here in Zurich, sun time is always good for your spirit, for your soul and for whatever comes in mind, it's always good. Even if I'm not going out so often in this period, negative degrees it's much for me, but still, having a sunny day outside with a lot of snow, it's it's good. And yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in, and thanks a lot to Komoot for sponsoring also this episode. I want to start with the classic thing, so don't forget that if you don't know what's Komoot, or if you know it, so you know that with Komoot you can plan your new rides, your new journeys, your new hikes whatever you want to do for exploring but you still didn't get a subscription well today you can go to komoot.com g like grunewald and just write the code broom in this way you're gonna have an extra country good for you to just unlock and explore during your yeah planning times and uh, yeah feel free to do it and once you are gonna do that you're gonna be automatically connected to me actually to my Komoot account komoot.com slash user slash broomwagoon so in this way you can also have a look to my new collection yes thanks to this partnership but this is already something that i had in my mind since ever and ever uh, i can actually discover with my interviews and with the people and the guests that i'm gonna have in my yeah in my podcast in the broom wagon in our podcast uh we are gonna talk a lot about backyard rides because it's super super interesting and it's super super cool to travel to explore the world to go from gun country to the other or i don't know going and hiking the highest mountains of the alps if you can and everything like this but it's also super cool to just transform any ride outside of your door in an adventure ride and we can actually put together a small collection that's what i'm doing of backyard rides so i mean all the rides that everybody all my guests are doing around their hometown their own area and we can take inspiration. We can take inspiration on where to ride once we are visiting those regions. And also, we can take inspiration on how to plan the perfect backyard ride outside or our main door. I hope that this is going to be helpful. So just go on komoot.com user slash broomwagon or just look for broomwagon. And then just look for my collection Backyard Rides Broom Wagon Podcast. I hope you like it. Then other something like information here, don't forget to like, subscribe and rate and comment this podcast wherever you are listening to. And don't forget also to share it with your friends if you think that this can be inspirational them, a lot of inspirations today. Talking about inspiration, today I'm gonna have an awesome interview. I'm talking about Raphael, Raphael Albrecht, aka Mr. Orbit360. Did you hear about Orbit360? It's the gravel series that happened for the first time in 2020 in Germany. A lot of amazing routes, a lot of amazing adventure, and in order to collect some Points, you had to ride many or almost all of these rides around Germany, one for each region. Well, it was a great idea, I met Rafael in 2019 in the Silk Road Monte then we met as well at the Atlas Monte and he was telling me already that he had some ideas. Then, but this is the old story, and probably you need to listen to this story from his own voice, so I will leave you here and I will talk you back. In the meanwhile, you are going to listen again to my voice, but also to the voice of Rafael. Bye! I would say that probably today I've been talking with somebody with one of my I don't know probably are you the favorite you one of the favorite fans or are you one of the first fans of the Wagon, Rafa?
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, this is what I what I told myself. I wanted to thank you. <laughs> Being invited here is a big pleasure. I remember when I listened to your podcast the first time uh, before the Sigurd Mountain Race and then finally meet you in Kyrgyzstan was weird like like hearing your voice in, in reality <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah thank you actually Rafa for being here yeah. also because you really I would say ride all your way through you know from listening to podcasts to taking part to races and now to be an orga- organizer of some events yeah. in the ultra endurance world and in the cycling world and in the inclusive cycling world and that's awesome Rafa yeah, true. yeah Yeah, uh, just uh, maybe just to start putting everybody in a context um first of all let's start from there uh rafa can you just give us an intro about yourself
1: yes i'm rafael from berlin 31 years old and i i'm riding my bike for the last two years pretty much like, like i'm riding a lot of bikes um i work as a business consultant before then I quitted my job yeah this was a time when I when I did my first trip on a bike I just fell in love the way how I traveled with my bike and then I yeah started into ultra cycling
0: that's super awesome now still to put something else in the context I want to tell a little story there people I met Raphael, uh, Rafael, the first time, but it was just something like, I don't know, a little exchange of words during registration day in Bishkek, Silk Road Mountain Race. And I remember clearly your number at the Silk Road Mountain Race, number 71. Right. Then I actually, we lost a bit track of each other because I was a bit more on the back, it was a bit more on the front. And then I remember at some kilometers before... Yes, checkpoint 2, I don't remember absolutely where was the place. I saw this guy pushing the bike with a super loud voice, with a loudspeaker. Something like keeping company with him. And actually I recognized my voice because it was my voice. And then I stopped and I said... What the hell, man? What are you listening to? I'm listening to the podcast of the race. I'm listening to the Silk Road Race podcast. Man, this is my voice. What the hell? Why don't you have an headphone on? (laughs) Ah, yeah, because I had it, but then I broke it. Then I I bought another one, and then it broke again. It broke again. Okay, man, and what are you doing? I can you listen to that? No, but actually it keeps me company. And then, sorry, Nelson probably this was not supposed to be like this. Actually, I gave him my earplugs. And hopefully you continue to get your company with my voice <laughs> with that. And since then we actually we can say we became friends. We were talking pretty often. I remember all the adventure that you were riding to. I remember one day you told me, Look, man, I cannot do it anymore. My Achilles is killing me. I'm gonna um I'm gonna just drop from the race. I'm gonna scratch then arrived to checkpoint 2 the day after i woke up and nelson told me Stefano, I just need to tell you something from Raphael. Raphael? He actually, at a certain point, I think he scratched. No, no, no. He told me to tell you that he's going to continue. He's going to wreck till the end. And then we met again and then blah, 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 blah. blah.
1: Yeah. Highs and lows during the Sacred Mountain Race.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. And then after that, we actually met again. We talked a lot. We met again during the Atlas Mountain Race as well. And during all this kind of... We are part of the same family i would say we know more or less same people or whatever and we became friends and actually i'm super super happy the way uh that your adventure spirit soul i would say uh it's taking because i think it's pretty pretty good but we're gonna talk about all of these little steps first of all uh rafa i just want to ask you you said that actually you started riding and then racing uh but let's start from riding not so much time ago um Before, you had a normal job, a 9-to-5 job. That was, as I understood, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, tough and stressful. And then, after dropping your job, you decided probably, in order to put a bit more of headspace around you, to ride the bicycle. Can you tell me a bit more about the process?
1: Yes. um, Like, the whole bicycle thing started in 2018, when I crossed the Alps with my little brother who was 10 years old at this time and like my, my job was very busy 9 months of a year I I didn't work 9 to 5 I worked like 7 to 7 in the morning to 11 in the evening Shit. and then yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but I had a lot of over hours and with the holiday I had a like vacation of 3 months during summer so I took my little brother and we rode over the Alps, and this was very nice. Like I didn't, I didn't even have a bicycle. I just um, borrowed a bicycle from a friend, and this was the first contact to bike for me. And I was uh, twenty seven, twenty eight by then, so this was pretty late actually. And then, so I, I fell in love with riding a bike. I came home. I bought a new bike. This was kind of a. Supermarket, cross bike. Um, and I planned the next holidays, like for next year, for the next summer. And I went to Georgia, Armenia, and Iran with a friend. And this was a seven or eight, eight week trip. And during this time, like we were, we started in Tbilisi and we, we went down all the way to Tehran. And during this time, I um just found the internet Instagram uh, the Instagram account of the Secret Mountain Race. And this mm-hmm. was like this was live. Um Levante was just following in Jay at this time. <laughs> so and I didn't even know what ultra cycling is and I was just I fell in love with ultra cycling and I, I didn't even like imagine that this would be possible. So my goal was to uh, apply for the circuit mountain race second edition and yeah this is how i came into ultra cycling um i had an accident in iran um my ligament in the knee was torn, my crucial ligament so it was torn then i had to wait for a surgery and i got back on the bike in in march mm-hmm. in middle of march and then in April already, I took part on the Italy Divide. This was my first race then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember actually that you told me that your first race was the Italy Divide, but you didn't finish it. Then you did exactly. also the Germany Divide, right?
1: Yeah, the yeah, German Divide called by picking Germany. Yeah, but I, I took part, and I think I would have finished it, but the time before the strikot mountain race was very close, and I also booked a flight to Kazakhstan three weeks ahead to before and then I just scratched when I was in Berlin because mm-hmm. the route followed through Berlin so I just scratched went home uh, packed everything and flew to Kazakhstan okay but yeah it's a it's a nice race it's definitely a nice race
0: yes 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 um uh- Help me naming them. So we said Italy Divide, German Divide, um, Silk Road Mountain Race, Atlas Mountain Race. Then I remember you have done also the two Volcano Sprint this year. Yeah, yeah. Tell me if you can a couple of words for each.
1: Couple of words for each. So Silk Road was definitely the most adventurous race. This was crazy for me because it felt like my first. Big race because I knew when I took part on the Italy Divide I didn't have any expectations to myself because like coming from a surgery where I like stayed in bed for six weeks and I and I wasn't allowed to do anything I couldn't move my leg actually so I didn't have any expectations on this race um, bike tracking bikepacking Trans Germany was similar because. I wasn't in a good shape and then the Silk Road was like the biggest challenge of my life I would say and yeah you just mentioned it on the third day I kind of scratched because of my Achilles mm-hmm. but I don't know somehow I I finished and this was it was the start to 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 write more and yeah enjoy it more because at this time I really enjoyed it, but it was tough. And there were a lot of times when I asked myself, why do you do this? It's like, does it have to be racing? Why not like just doing bike touring? Um, and after the finish of the Silk Road mountain race, I I wasn't this kind, you finished the hardest race of the world, so now you can do everything.
0: <laughs> yes, you're completely right, I think.
1: <laughs> which is which is not true because I always want to finish like fast and yeah for me it's also it's not only adventure it's also about finishing fast and I'm actually working on it right now so now uh, after Kyrgyzstan I went to Mexico for for a big vacation and I rode to Mexico Guatemala and Belize and then I came back and I straight flew to morocco where i took part on the atlas mountain race um which is a very nice race as well organized by nelson we all know him um yeah great race it's shorter it's less cold it's it doesn't have that extremes in terms of climbing altitude and also the the loneliness yeah but it's the a very great race, and this was also the start, yeah, the start for a long period where no races took place, where we had to look for new challenges, yeah, just find a new way of of riding, riding our bikes, I guess
0: yeah um, before to go into probably the core of the episode, I just want to ask you your the last thing about your ultra endurance experience riding experience Uh, can you tell me just whatever whatever, but one episode that you remember from the races that you have done can be a a good one can be an exciting one can be a bad one can be something that would actually maybe uh, make a synthesis of what's ultra endurance racing for you
1: I think uh, a very good ride that I always remember is the uh, the 600 kilometer ride from the Dutch border to the Polish border last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the the Apidura parallel challenge where you where you were supposed to ride as far as you can within 24 hours.
0: I remember it, yeah.
1: And this was a real challenge because um, they called it, they measured the time at a time fly, so only the straight line straight line counts and I wrote this challenge with a friend and we checked the wind, we checked the climbing meters and we tried to find the best route that we can race in 24 hours. So we took a train to the western, the western city of Germany, which was I don't even remember the name, but it was very close to the Dutch border. I think two kilometers uh, before the Dutch border. And then we just sat on a bike and rode all the way back. We passed Berlin. And then after 23 hours and 58 minutes, we uh, we reached the 600 kilometers. And this was a weird feeling because I remember when I started my first Privé, it took me 40 hours for 600 kilometers. And this, this was last year. So it's, it's not a long time ago. And in the summer... We did this in under twenty-four hours, so this was a this was a day for me where I knew that I'm on a good way. That there was still like some room for improvement, but this was a yeah. This was a thing that I always remember.
0: Okay, okay, I can see completely the point, man. And so in this way, actually, you understood uh, the developments that you had. Yeah. No, oh, that's super awesome. That's super awesome. So we were saying that actually. I can put a couple of items there, a couple of points. So you starting in cycling, enjoying riding the bike, going into races, finishing one of the most challenging. I don't know, I can imagine just probably, um, I don't know, the Tour Divide maybe uh, being probably more tougher, I would say, than uh, the Silk Road Mountain Race or stuff like this. But actually, you finish the Silk Road Mountain Race, you went into other races, and then at a certain point you decided that probably you could do something else, finding a new challenge. And also because it seems like it's not was not going to be only a challenge for you as a rider, but a challenge for you also as a planner, because it seems like you're also super good in planning your rides and stuff. And you actually decided to put together the Orbit 360 that we can call, according to some of your documents, websites and stuff, um, a German gravel series, Right or something similar to that. But because I'm not super good on explaining it, probably you can tell me more about how was the process of creating the Orbit360 and what it is. And then we're going to talk on how it was and what it will be. But let's start from the concept itself.
1: Yeah. Um, The concept last year was that... Oh, I'm I'm starting from the beginning. Go ahead. um, After the Atlas Mountain Race, where we met... And spoke. Um, I think COVID was like we knew the word but no one didn't really take it seriously at this time and then we came back from Morocco to Germany and there was kind of a shutdown coming and this was weird times because it was new to everyone and then the first races they were cancelled or postponed to 2021. I want to take part in um, Raced through Poland. I wanted to race the Transcontinental race this year, last year, this year, and so they were cancelled. And at the same time, I rode through uh, around Berlin, and I was just scouting a nice off-road route around Berlin. And I was surprised by the nice nature that is around Berlin because when since I started to ride a bike. I've always been traveling, and I haven't really ridden ridden the bike in berlin and i I didn't know how it feels like riding bicycles in Germany in the German forest. I thought it could be or it might be boring mm-hmm. but then I was surprised how cool it was. I mean we don't have that many hills or definitely we don't have any mountains, but it's it's still it's a lot of fun riding a bike here and the route that I scouted. It's very nice, a bit sandy, but very nice. So, this was actually the start of the Orbit 360 because I thought if I find it such a nice route here, why not calling other people and ask them if they want to join, like if they want to join a team and scout a route in their backyard, in their home area. And then we just put all together. I'm going to make the website. And yeah, we have a nice challenge. It's like, I like riding bikes, but I always need some competitions to try to them because riding a bike is, is fine, but then you want to see if you improved, like, like race is different than just riding a bike. And this was the idea behind to give people the, the possibility to ride a bike in a kind of competition way. <laughs> um yeah, so this was the start. I contacted 15 people. Um, they were happy to help and in the end we had 16 routes in 16 states and we opened the time window in July when all, all the participants were able to write as many routes as they wanted.
0: Okay, so the concept itself, just for me to actually clarify the concept to myself, uh, the concept was actually uh, try to discover better all the rights and all the routes that can be around Germany, actually, in Germany. So you put together 15 routes in 15 different states. How do you S- call it? In- 16. 16. 16,
1: 16 and 16 because like I... I caught 15 other people, but I scouted my own. You, you, well. you,
0: put, you did the one for Berlin, right? Yeah,
1: for Brandenburg. Brandenburg. Ar- around Berlin, yeah.
0: Perfect. Uh, how do you call, actually? That's out of curiosity by myself. So we said German states. It's not state. How do you say in German? Uh, Bundesland. Bundesland, perfect. Bundesland. So <laughs> you have 16 tracks, 16 routes in 16 Bundesstadt. And uh, there, then you called out people to follow the route. And I know that it was actually also a chart, a classification. Mm-hmm. How would you collect the points?
1: Yes, we had um, performance points where the first 10 people get extra points for being the fastest or second fastest or third fastest, down to the 10th fastest. Then we had finisher points um, because we wanted to acknowledge all riders who finish because the rules are very tough and very long it's, it's like it was supposed to be a one day competition and many people needed more than one days and they slept in between and was kind of an adventure so every rider got 300 points for just finishing it and then we also gave 1000 points for all riders who finished at least
0: three orbits perfect perfect uh shall we talk about numbers maybe a bit so we already made and actually mentioned already one number and it's the number 16 on how many routes in Bundestadt? then how many people because i'm here ah by the way everybody if you go to commute wait a second uh if you go to commute.com slash user slash orbit Anyways, look for Orbit 360 uh, in the engine there. Uh, you will find, actually, all the collection with the rankings and the routes. Uh, and it's super cool. And actually, I can see a number here. And these the tours that were completed that are 666. So this sure. means that, actually, people completed 666 times all the 16 routes, routes. Tell me more about numbers. How many people took part uh, and everything that is close by that? Which one was the experience of 2020, yeah, of this year?
1: Yeah, so starting from the beginning, um, the total distance scouted by all scouters was four and a half thousand kilometers. So this was kind of a two divide. I think two divide is four and a half thousand as well. Off road, our four thousand. 500 kilometers were divided by 16 routes but it's kind of the same level and i think we had 45,000 um climbing meters then we had about 330 riders um and the overall distance ridden by all riders were 160 176,000 kilometers this wow is, yeah Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, it is okay. Just like we had 167,000 kilometers distance. We had 1.7 million climbing meters and almost 12,000 hours in the saddle by all riders in those 10
0: weeks. Yes. So, you actually, this was something that we didn't mention. So, you opened it, the competition also during, um, in a time span. So, you had to take part to the challenge if you want to take the challenge into 10 weeks. But still, anyways, I believe that the, the tracks there, the routes are still there. So whoever can still go out and look for, for example, the Orbit route and ride the Orbit route in Berlin, the Orbit route in Munich, the Orbit route, sorry, in Bavaria, uh, the Orbit route in um, in Hamburg, and everything like this, right?
1: Yes, um, people people started to ride earlier, well because we released them earlier, so we released them before July. And we had more than one hundred people on our roads before the race, without no even opened. So yeah, yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of people who were just riding it for fun.
0: Perfect, and that's actually the thing that I prefer the most: people yeah. going out there and getting, uh, yeah, going on the backyard, as you mentioned. It actually, it's something that is really uh, in our hearts uh, on the broom wagon. But yeah, riding in the backyard and trying to find new adventure without taking any kind of flight that goes somewhere else. And that's super awesome. Um, how many of those did you ride?
1: I, my, myself?
0: Yeah, yeah, yourself.
1: I wanted to race all of them. Yeah. But it's tough. Yeah. This was, this was what I, like, these were my plans, but in the end, um, I wasn't able to, it, it is tough. You need a day to prepare, you need a day for riding, and you need a day for recovery. So, if you on average you need to write two orbits per week to finish all sixteen. And this is just tough. Like I had to work as well. Okay. And I I traveled through Germany, I slept at France, and this was tough. So thirteen was was very much it's uh, let me let me correct, I think it was 12, 12 okay. or 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But you were the one riding into the competition time, you were the one riding the most of them, or the more uh, of no, them.
1: No, no, Matthias, was... oh. Yeah, we had one guy who rode even more and much faster than me.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, Matthias is also the guy who has a podcast, isn't him? No, probably uh, no. it's Peter, uh, Peter. no. I think it's Peter, uh, but yeah, I got it, I got it. It was Matthias the winner as well of the Orbit yeah, 2016. Yeah, 2006.
1: yeah. he, he is super fast. He's uh, He took part on the Trans-Siberian Challenge. This is um, a supported challenge, I think, about 10,000 10, kilometers. Ah, it's like the one those. that
0: is sponsored by Red Bull, I think. Red Bull, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: He, he He did this with a friend and they were just... Right, This is a crazy race. I mean, it's supported, so it's nothing that we are really, really into it, but it's crazy. And okay. he's
0: fast. Okay, okay. Where does he live?
1: In Germany, in Hanau, ah, uh, close, Hanau. C- c- close to Frankfurt.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I got it. I got it. By the way, uh, whom I was referring to about having a podcast and riding also, I think he was also part of your crew, is Martin.
1: Martin.
0: Martin. Yes. Yeah Martin Moshek, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he sure. has also a podcast, right? He was at the Atlas Montereys.
1: Yeah, we recorded uh two days ago actually. Oh wow,
0: okay. Yeah. When you talk with yeah. him say hi from my side.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
0: you know which one is the funny thing. I was while I was in um in Morocco, I was meeting him Every time it was actually in a pair. Do remember the name of his mate? Um, but he was Toby. A- Toby, absolutely Toby, Toby. Yeah. And I was calling them all the time with a different name. And now this thing is happening. <laughs> I, I swear, I could not memorize their name. I don't know what happened to yeah. them. Yeah. 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 No, but seems like anyways... the. Um, It was super cool, and I think it was a lot, really, a lot of work, and you you needed as well also to follow also all the participants, because you needed to put together uh, the challenge, you needed to put together the chart and the classification and everything, right? There is yeah an episode again uh something like a weird episode or a funny episode or whatever that happened during the orbit three thousand sorry three hundred and sixty of twenty twenty there was something like I don't know somebody who took something like four or five days of taking or finishing a route or somebody was sending you messages and emails just i don't know uh, insulting you because it was too tough. there is a funny episode around that
1: yeah um they are like we had a the race podcast with Johanna and she interviewed some some racers mm-hmm. um yeah we had a lot of funny stories the best stories they came from the people who were not the fastest because if you are a really good rider and you are very fast you can finish the orbits between nine and 13 hours, mm-hmm. depending depending on the orbit, on the length, on the climbing meters. But um, there were so many cool stories from from the people at the back, actually, who 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 had to ride through the night or who slept. And this is when the story begins. You know, this is when the adventure begins.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When something goes unplanned, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I just want to ask you the last thing about 2020. Which one do you think was the most? I would not say beautiful because I think that all of them were beautiful, but the most challenging one. I talk about the routes.
1: The most challenging might be Uh, Turing. uh It it was two hundred twenty kilometers and almost five thousand climbing meters. Um, I think the most challenges maybe the one in Brandenburg as well.
0: Okay. Um, because of the sand,
1: because of the sand in the south, yeah, and because it's three hundred k. Berlin was very tough, and I think people just underestimated Berlin because they think it's a city and it's like cruising through the city. But David, the scout of of Berlin, he made it like he did an awesome job, and Berlin was very tough. And then we had, um, yeah, no, I think. Maybe Neither Saxon was 300k. Also very sandy. Um, I think these were the most challenges challenging one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Robert was involved in that, right? Or okay, I can see the point. Uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyways, people, if you want to go again, uh, you are gonna find in the Orbit page in Komoot, in the in the Orbit profile in Komoot, you are gonna find also the collection where all the routes are there. And I think that this is super interesting to go and check and to go and ride. But let's talk about 2021 now, Rafa. Uh, it's not stopping only to 2020 because it was a challenging year, right? You want to actually prolong the lifespan of the orbit and actually develop it and make it something bigger for next year. Tell me which one are the plans for 2021.
1: Yes, so started as, as a gravel series. I wanted to move on and do some more stuff. Like, I like gravel, but I also like riding on asphalt, and and yeah, so I I want to find new ways of cycling in a a new challenge. So the first challenge would be Ride for a Reason. It's kind of a charity ride on our website, and then they they plan their own route, which is at least 180 or 360K. And then they can write we, we planned that they can write during first of January until thirty-first of January, but now with the rising numbers of COVID infections, I might postpone it to to later time. I don't know, maybe maybe February, maybe March. Um we we will see how things going to happen in the future
0: okay but just to stay one second here for and the uh, right for a reason um so the concept here is that plan your own route plan it with komut and the planet uh, as it would be 180 or 360 kilometers and ride it as fast as possible the faster the better and uh, the subscription is actually going completely into a charity what Charity. So, first of all, tell me if I actually got it correct, and second thing, what charities are we talking about?
1: Then, first thing, I'm gonna correct you. Go ahead. Because we, it's it's about riding fast, yes, but it's not only about this. Because um, riding fast, we we would end up that everyone riding his bike on tarmac, and it, this is cool, but many people want to go off road. Yeah. And and you, you can't compare. An off-road ride, one hundred eighty or three hundred sixty k with an with an on-road um, ride. So um, we want to encourage people to get creative, plan plan a creative route, like something they they connect to their childhood, or I I don't know. Like people can get creative, and then also we're gonna feature the best, and most adventurous, coolest rides. Um, from commode, like the, the, like we we're gonna fe- feature thirty rides, and they can, they will get the commode premium account for one year. So yes, it's about riding fast, and I think I'm gonna ride fast as well, or I will try at least. But if people want to have an adventure and they don't like to ride a bike on on road, they can also ride a gravel road or a mountain bike or a fixie. It's totally up to them. Yeah, the charities is like the first charities bike Cheese. It's, uh, it's a charity organization in Berlin, and they help um, female refugees to ride their bike. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they started in 2015, and um, Annette, that's the founder, She she realized that many female refugees, they're not allowed to even ride a bike in their home countries, and then they they get distributed from Berlin to the outer side of Berlin, in Brandenburg. And then there are no supermarkets in the places where they live. So they're kind of stuck in their refugee home. So this is why she had the idea to go to their homes and learn them how to ride a bicycle. Just to, to to make them feeling more safe on a bike if they Want to go to a supermarket or if they just want to enjoy nature and want to go outside. Um, yes, and the, the second project is Ghana Bamboo Bike Project. And they build bikes actually. Um, Nelson's dad connected me with them. I asked Nelson's dad because I spoke to him during the Atlas Mountain Race and he taught me that he is doing a lot of projects in Africa and he helps the Afri- African bike bike frame builders to to set the standards, and then he he taught me about this project. and They do bamboo bikes, and they have a they have a wish list um, where they have like from from school children who can't go to school or who have a very long way to school, and they just want to give them bikes they don't have to walk for 20 kilometers or yeah so I really like these ideas and want to support them
0: yeah no this seems like yeah, a super uh, I don't know honorable um, yes uh, cause and uh, super super great thing to support these two charities that seems like they really want to develop the condition of some people that really are yeah not the likest in the world let's put it in this way yeah Let's continue on the Orbit side, because I think that's also there. Uh, the, the Suzy part, really the core of it, is going to be again the Orbit 360 series. How yes. is it going to be? What is going to happen? When it is going to be? Tell me everything, Rafa.
1: Yes, it's going to start on the 1st of May and it finishes on the 11th of July. Um, so it's, it's 10 weeks, pretty much 10 weeks. And um, it's going to be 20 routes this time. So it's only 16 because I realized last year that there's still some areas where we haven't scouted a route. And I wanted to to cover all areas in Germany. So we we said goodbye to the 16 routes and 16 states, uh, states thing. And we created 20 routes. Like we have 20 scouters now for 20 routes. And... The rest is pretty much the same. I'm going to change the scoring system a bit, but not too much. It's going to get more for the performance side of it. Um, But that's it. Yeah, people can... We're going to improve the routes because last time, I think some routes, they were very tough. Um, And they they had a lot of mountain bike ways in its routes, passages, um, we're going to make it more rideable, more gravel, a bit shorter, like between 150 and 200k. Okay. This is, yeah, this is the the, guideline, the guidelines for the scouters.
0: Perfect. And when are we going to know about when we, when you're going to go live, when you're going to publish the routes?
1: The routes, I think in in March. I'm going to start in March, March, April, so people have time to make themselves familiar with the routes and then we're going to open the time window on the 1st of May.
0: The Orbit 360 is basically a challenge, a race that happens in Germany while on the other side the ride for a reason is something that you can do whenever, wherever, sorry wherever in the world uh, but there are anyways no limitation. even if actually the Orbit 360 is in Germany, everybody from everywhere in the world can come and do it right? Yes,
1: the, the idea behind from the last season was that no one was allowed to travel around the world. And we th- we thought it's it's a good thing to ride your bike just in front of your door because, like many people, they travel around the world but they don't even know their home area. So this was kind of bringing people back to their home and self-discover their home area. Um, for the series, this is going to take place like last year but yeah what you said for the right for reason um because everyone has to plan their own route um everyone can take part whenever like wherever they are
0: um yeah it's uh, it's super super meaningful i would say and actually it's as i was saying it's pretty pretty close to the spirit of the podcast we're going to talk about that in a minute but let's stay let's stick on the orbit 360 for another tiny second because there is also another thing that you are actually making in ot- I think that we can consider that the cherry on the cake, that is a gathering right, because you told me a lot of people know each other only because of Instagram, social media, commute, and everything because they're riding the same ride, uh, the same truck, and everything but they don't know each other, that's why you're actually organizing also a gathering, the gravity where you are actually putting everybody together
1: Yes, um I'm still trying to find find a location for this because right right now it's difficult. Some some locations cancelled. Yeah. But this Gravity Bike Festival, this is how I call it, it's going to take place in Germany um, from the nineteenth of August until the twenty second. And yeah, yeah, it's just like what you said um, last year. Everyone knew each other through social media and through commode and it was a pity that no one got to know each other personally. This is this is the, the corona times I guess. It it's okay. But for this year I thought it would be nice to bring people together after they wrote the Gravity series solo. And you know, with Instagram we know we all know each other. We all know what the other people are doing. But like Seeing face-to-face is it's better I guess yeah
0: it's something different yeah because you're completely right we know we all know each other through instagram through social media or whatever it is but actually we are friends just because we met a couple of times around actually two or three times otherwise without something like the visual contact the chatting in person and the amazing chat that I remember we got uh, during the bohemian border bash at the end on the last climb to go to go back to the to the camping you know without these little things you will never become friends that's what I think actually it's a great tool of course but the presence is always something super important yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no but yeah it's uh, super super cool i think it's a lot of work and also amazing job uh, that you have that you are doing like this and man i think that actually this is gonna be i think no without i think i think that i'm pretty sure that this one is the first time that an event like this is actually built in this way. Of course, you are trying to um, coordinate everything, but you're not managing Everything because the cool thing is that you have a community behind you, you have a community around you uh, because you have all the people that are scouting the rides and the trucks, the people that are taking part to it, the people that are taking care about pictures and media. You mentioned uh, also Johanna, Hi Johanna, how are you doing? Who is doing the podcast for uh, the official podcast for the race. It's really a lot of people around, a lot of community efforts, and this is the thing that probably makes this. Uh, event the orbit 360 so special what do you think
1: yeah i in total i'm working with 50 people oh wow it, yeah yeah it got just 50 people that are somehow more or less included in the orbit 360 organizations like for sure i'm coordinated everything but yeah there are so many people who are helping and it's like what you said it's a lot of work i I hadn't expected that much work when I started with this whole idea. And if I would have known, (laughs) I don't know if I I ever would have started. Um, Probably yes, but because it's fun and it's cool people and it makes a, a lot of fun and it's nice to work with them. But yeah, it's it's also a lot of work and a lot of challenges.
0: Of course. And um, another thing that I want to just uh, drop here and say for sure is a lot of work. For sure, there are a lot of challenges. A lot of people are involved or whatever. But yeah, the community part and also your kind of flavor for adventure apart from, I think, all uh, the good vibes that are coming out of it, the good results that you got. You mentioned a lot of people taking part of it or whatever that gives you, pushes you, All these things to actually to move forward and to continue right so that's super awesome that's super super awesome um i just want to ask you then and we will go to what we were mentioning before Uh, so you told me that actually um the orbit project the orbit concept started because you wanted to uh, let people discover a bit more their home area the one that i like to call the backyard but i would love to know do you have a backyard ride uh, one that you think is actually something that uh, you are riding super often or the one that you like the most and can you describe it for us
1: the one backyard ride that i'm doing quite often is is yeah it, it's like a training route it's 70k it's from my i'm i'm living uh very close to the main station in Berlin so pretty much into the city so for me it's hard to get out of the city and there's one route to the west where I can easily ride off right out of Berlin going down to Grunewald. I think you know Grunewald Absolutely. the whole area exactly then then touch Potsdam and then turn right and going back. And this is seventy kilometers. This is like a a nice route for the morning. Um to do some interval training, um, then I also have like speaking about backyard rides. Why not calling the Berlin and Brandenburg orbit a backyard ride? It's 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 kind of a long one, but yeah, it's it's my backyard. So yeah, maybe maybe these three. But the the most common one would be that seventy k kilometer ride on on asphalt.
0: So, perfect. So, you, are, you tell me that you are starting from, yeah, the main station, the of area. Then you go to Grunewald, right? Koi going through, uh, yeah, on the Grunewald parts, And then you go down and coming back, right? Something like, do you arrive to Potsdam as well or not? You don't arrive there? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm riding through Potsdam, but I'm not, I'm not riding back. I'm doing a turn. Oh, ah, like you're doing
0: we, the turn. And, and you're and coming up from the north side, right?
1: On, on the other side, yeah. Uh, I'm going to touch Spandau.
0: Spandau, Spandau from Spandau, yeah, perfect. Exactly.
1: And then I'm I'm going east uh, the the Heerstrasse and then I'm back home.
0: Okay, no, sorry if I'm asking you because this one was also one of my favorite ones. I was usually yeah. uh, going down Potsdam, then coming back on the other side, touch basing on uh, uh, a bit of the lakes that are up there, and then yeah, the very back nice from, lakes, absolutely from the north. And I think that actually on the how do you call it? Actually, on the there is this cycling route actually clear that is going through the the Grunewald. There, this one was probably the ride that I've done Grun- most Grun- of.
1: The- Princessenweg
0: or Haferschause? Hafe Schause. That's Haferschause.
1: Yeah, that's the most, the most common one.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It's super common. There are a lot of people there. But actually, if you are with a gravel bike, you can actually go to get yourself inside of the hoods there and enjoy a lot also there. And I think it's, as I was saying, it was also one of my uh, of my favorite ones. Even if for me it was way more a pain in the ass because I was starting from Friedrichshain, so it took me to arrive to Grunewald one hour probably yeah it's a long
1: way yeah like you have to cross Berlin
0: yes you have to go from one side directly to the other and I was actually trying to put also a bit of spices in my ride I was going to uh, the Teufelsberg really often Hmm. because yeah why not you know you have one actually you have two you have two climbs in Berlin and why not doing them if I'm going east Sorry, if I'm going west, I would have gone to the Teufelsberg on the other side. I don't remember the name of it, close to the other lake. But anyways, there are really two climbs, so why am not doing that. Muget, Mugetbag absolutely, the yeah, absolutely. Close yeah. to the Mugetze. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and this was even more fun for for the gravel part, I would say, the east side.
1: Definitely, yeah. It's uh, a uh, paradise.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Damn, I'm, I'm missing it so much. Huh. But here I can tell you that they have a couple of of climbs more to do here in Zurich. So I'm a tiny bit happier.
1: You've got the mountains over there.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But no sand. Better, better. <laughs> cool, Rafa. I just want to ask you another couple of things. Probably just one. Which one are your plans for 2021 then?
1: My race plans?
0: Your plans in general. You can actually mix them together between the race plans and the uh, the plans for the orbit. What do you expect? Of it. You can tell me yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, my plans for twenty twenty one is pushing the orbit three hundred and sixty thing. Of course, Um, now that I'm doing it full time, it's yeah, I have to make out a living of it. Mm -hmm. So this is gonna be the most important for me personally. And then from a racing perspective, um, I'm gonna race the transcontinental race. This is like. The main goal for the season, I want to perform best. Then for preparation, I'm going to do the race through Poland. Yeah. And then for adventure, for more adventure, I'm going to ride the Rhino Run in South Africa and Namibia. I don't know if you heard about it.
0: Absolutely, Um,
1: yes. (laughs) I'm so stoked about this race. I can't even tell you so much because I only know it's... It's about two thousand five hundred kilometers. Perfect gravel, South Africa, Namibia. I've never been there. Um, I saw the pictures. I know the people who scouted the route. I don't know them personally. I just know who's who, like the people who scouted. And this event looks so nice. Um, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: When is gonna happen?
1: Um, the start of like this year would have been first of November. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think that they released the start for next year already. But yeah, it's gonna take place in November, I guess.
0: I think that also. Do you remember Bas Bas Rutgens? Bas, yeah. Yes, is I he think gonna he's, take place? Uh, he told me that he wanted to take part to it uh, yeah. for sure in twenty twenty, but knowing him, is gonna take part in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was telling it to me. Also, super excited that he wanted to do it. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I I spoke to Guy, and he's gonna race it too. Okay. and he invited he invited me to to go there a couple of weeks earlier, stay with him in his house, right. Ride a bike and then
0: enjoy time in South Africa. Ah, um, you mean actually, guys, the guy that was actually in the Secret Monterrey? Secret
1: and Atlas, both one pedal hero.
0: Ah, it's true. He was also at the Atlas Monterrey. I didn't yeah, cross yeah. The, his route so much. I didn't talk with him so much. But yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the one pedal hero. Exactly. Hi, way, how are you doing?
1: Hero, <laughs> yeah
0: damn it (laughs) probably if you don't know his story just go back to the Silk Road Monterrey's podcast you are gonna listen to his voice so many times Yeah. Yeah. cool then Rafa it was great great pleasure to talk with you today ah before actually we say goodbye you have to say something I have to say something so let's start from you where people can find all the information about the Orbit 360 and everything else and also yours if you want to actually drop your contacts it's super good
1: yeah, um, the Orbit Three Hundred and Sixty. We have a website, Orbit 360cc There was a commode account, an Instagram account. It's also Orbit Three Hundred and Sixty. Surprise, surprise. Uh huh. If one, if people want to find my profile, I'm called Cycling Rafa on Instagram, yeah. and I and I actually have a blog. That it's yeah. I need to write more on my blog, actually, uh, good to mention. But um, this is called uh, Um Yeah, I'm, I'm just writing about how I prepare for the races, about training, about food, nutrition, that kind of stuff.
0: That's super, super, super awesome. So let me actually jump, me, jump in with a couple of things that I want to say. First of all, I think uh, that we named the unnameable thing four times. So it's four okay. coins into my COVID jar. No worries, people. I'm taking count of it. And the last thing that I want to mention is that the... um the roots actually the backyard routes that uh, were mentioned by Rafa they're going to be anyways if you go to komoot.com/users/brunwagen or just look for brunwagen on the um, on komoot you're going to find actually the collection of the backyard rides of my guest. and rafael was the first one actually starting this amazing tradition that we're going to start this year thanks for that rafael I think that rafael went somewhere on opening the door probably
1: uh Stefano?
0: yes are you here
1: i i'm here i didn't i didn't i heard you mentioned the backyard roots and then you were gone
0: ah oh, perfect no worries it was just something uh that i was mentioning to put to leave it here on the podcast the last thing that we have to do now it was actually rafa it was great 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 pleasure to have you here and best of luck for 2021
1: Thank you. Thanks for inviting me, and I you know, hope to see you soon.
0: Of course, of <laughs> course. we should, In real we life. Should. In real life, exactly. Once that actually you are going to release the um, Horbit the routes, I think that we have just to find the place and go ride together. I can come over with a train, and something that is in the south of Germany can be reachable for me, and we can have a ride, especially if you are actually shortening uh, the routes. Yeah. 150 to 200 kilometers can be doable also for me
1: that's that's an idea yes
0: yes yes yes. i remember that last year you were inviting me to do together the the bavarian one the munich part yeah probably we can do it this year it would be amazing perfect great thank you rafa good thanks a lot see ciao. Ciao, ciao. well thanks rafael or thanks rafa for the amazing shot that we had together a lot of inspirations here as well and i can't wait for you to unlock uh, the ride for a reason, and then the Orbit 360, and as well your gathering that you're gonna do at the end of the year. I live in Switzerland, but anyways, I believe that we can do we can do some rides together. Anyways, this year is gonna happen for sure. For you, just remember to go to Komoot and look for Orbit 360 to check all the routes that were planned for 2020 to keep an eye on what is gonna come in 2021. Explore and ride those and if you want also participate to the challenge and don't forget to go also on the account in commute of Broomwagon and there you will find the backyard ride of Raphael around Berlin. I can tell you that this kind of a boom of nostalgic feeling there. This was actually also one of the rides that I was doing pretty, pretty often when I was living in Berlin. I don't know, I have the kind of the feeling that I really want to go there and ride it again. And just imagining these little punchy 50, 60 meters climbs that you could do there, but also the amazing vibes and community that you can really live in Berlin. Anyways, don't forget, you're going to find the uh, backyard ride of Raphael there. Just remember that you can comment on everything that you think, or in this initiative of the backyard rides, or in our interview on everything that you want to listen more, just by going on Instagram, Calamaro CC, or a Broom Wagon Club. And there you can actually find all the presentation of the episodes, and as well you can send me a private message or whatever you want. And don't forget that you can also send. Me an email, hello at calamaro.cc. That's the email. And uh, what else? What else? Yes, uh, I mentioned it during uh, the interview. Don't forget that I'm collecting money for the Sea Watch charity. And actually, I said a thing during the interview that I mentioned, we mentioned uh, the COVID 19 and pandemic and everything like this i said it two more times so two more five times so five plus two now it's seven seven more coins into my covid swear jar and at the end we're gonna make something like at the end of the season i'm gonna just uh, count all the coins that are inside and i'm gonna make the donation but if you want to donate to them just go uh, to the website of Sea watch and do it because it's something that comes really close to my uh, to my heart uh, what else what else what else thanks for listening remember that you can uh, like subscribe rate and comment this episode wherever you will find them and i think that that's it for now don't forget to go if you don't have it already uh, to go to komoot slash g and write broom to unlock your free region nothing you're gonna hear more because i have something boiling up into my kitchen podcasting kitchen i'm trying to build up a mini series about something really interesting you will know more for now bye i will talk to you next week you